Sometimes you want to talk about how much value money has. But you end up discovering how much worth you have. This is the Wayward Podcast. Okay, it's going. Hello, Kimberly. Hello, Brianna. I'm back in your closet. Smells just as I remembered. That sounds awful. No, it actually smells good. Like, did you spray something in here with anticipation of my arrival? See that thing down there that looks like a dead body? Yes. It is actually a sachet of lavender. Oh. It's a big-ass sachet of lavender. Oh, that's the one that you got that was leaking at Veggie Grill? Yeah. Yeah, it was leaking everywhere. But it keeps the the moths away. It keeps the math away, too. There will be no No addition in my closet. closet. This is a math free zone. I'm wondering what one plus get out. (laughs) I said no math in this closet. You see the lavender over there? Anyway. Um, Okay. Well, what we had thought about maybe talking about today was the topic of money. Yes. I So I grew up in a household with very little to no money. Um, My dad was a farmer, and uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And uh, you do strangely do not become terribly wealthy as a farmer. And (laughs) What? What? There goes my goat farm. One more reason. Yeah. But we lived in a nice farm. Um, You know, it's a crop farm with chickens and, you know, had a nice life until I was about 10. And my dad started to lose his eyesight. And so he couldn't farm anymore. And so my mom started going back to work. I remember growing up living literally hand to mouth, like going, we can't buy milk because mom doesn't get paid until Tuesday. Like, I remember having those conversations. And um, I, I now live with my daughter where if she wants anything she can have it and we don't give her anything and but like a simple thing like buying milk is never a problem and yet growing up it was like literally literally we would check the couch cushions you know I remember not long ago honestly like six maybe seven years ago being like with my husband being like we are so fucked like we are fucked like we do not make enough money to pay our rent and that was when we were business owners we owned a food truck um together with some business partners and the food truck was hugely successful but we worked tooth and nail from like 8 a.m to 10 at night and just like literally like like in all of the layers in a cold commissary kitchen just pulling pork for six and a half hours, you know, mixing it, um, listening to music. But that was kind of all that we could do. And we were exhausted and so poor. Any money that we made had to go back into the business. We were putting rent on our credit. And then we're like, we're always like, okay, I think that this is going to stop. Something's got to something's gotta give and we're going to be able to pay off this credit. And then every year it would kind of get worse and worse and worse. And suddenly all of our credit was just maxed. And we're just like, we can't work any harder. What the fuck do we do? Um, but if you believe in this stuff, and I am encouraging you not to depend on it, but something in the universe shifted. Like there was a big shift. Um, I started putting more effort into 
not effort, more focus into my career as an actor and as an artist um, and just relying on the idea that um, energy attracts energy. And the more focus I put into being an actor, the more work I started getting. Um, Jose started looking for work outside of working in a restaurant that would give him more consistent hours and more consistent pay. And then slowly over time, things started to snowball. And by snowball, I mean they didn't, like, it wasn't a ladder where I was, or a hill where I was slowly, you know, but surely getting more money. It was like, oh, what? Oh, and it wasn't just money. It was opportunities. Like things were snowballing until suddenly here I am with an apartment in Los Angeles seven years later, be able to pay rent for two apartments and help out my parents. And all of our debt is paid. All of it, which is tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and we now recognize that can easily go away. So we've learned how to we hire very smart people, um, accountants, lawyers, um, business managers to give us help financially so that we don't ever find ourselves in a position with a child going, what the fuck do we do? Money itself is, for me, very tied to my sense of worth, my sense mm. of safety and security. Yeah. Do I have enough, like, again, growing up as if we were poor mm -hmm. and then finding out that, no, we actually weren't poor until my dad gave all of the money that he had been saving all of our lives to all the crack addicts. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and now I know, oh, God bless his heart. Um, and, like, I don't, I, I'm, again, I live like my parents did. If you have, if you need... To, if you need credit, you can't afford it. The only yeah. thing I ever bought on credit uh, were was my house, and I lost that when I lost my job, um, and that was nightmarish. It was like I don't have enough money. I really was homeless. Mm -hmm. I had papers taped across my door that said you have three weeks to get out. I had a two-year-old child, and my husband was in Europe. Mm -hmm. Like, go. You're homeless. Go. Just get the fuck out. So money for me is— is less is energy it, more tangible? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's more like and also money like cuz you're so good and you've taught me so much about asking for what I want. Mm -hmm. I'm very as an actor um trained that I'm just lucky to be working. Somebody wants to hire me, I'll say yes. Oh, the idea yeah. of saying no, you're actually not paying me enough for me yeah. to do that job is that doesn't exist in my head. My head is, I don't have enough money. I should do anything to mm -hmm. get money. Mm -hmm. At some point, all the money will be gone. I will die alone, right. unloved, in a ditch someplace. So that is an energy, right? That's very much a mood. And it's like, I've learned once I stopped panicking about money, the more it started to flow. And that sounds, I get how that sounds, but honestly... I'll just do that right now. I, I mean, yeah. and you can't, like, oh my God. It's easier to say that than believe it. But once I stopped putting so much focus and attention on money, because literally it was all I thought about. It was all consuming. Um, I had all of those feelings as well. And then they just, it kind of got worse. But then when I started focusing more on my art, the money kind of followed because I stopped... I feel because I stopped putting 
such negative attention onto it. That's how I, that's how I roll. So I, the, the focus wasn't there as much. And I literally, and Jose and I say this all the time, and it's because I work a lot in, in voice. And so in voice work, you can do a job and you can do two, three jobs a week and get paid. And like, sometimes they'll come in in a month. Sometimes they'll come in, but literally checks just come in the mail and that's never happened and we used to like hear about you know the secret and manifestation and stuff you'd be like you'll just get checks in the mail you're like fuck you man that doesn't happen it doesn't happen like that but I used to go from paycheck to paycheck and now it's just I just have a check show up and I work for it don't get me wrong but because it's not my main focus in life it's not my main struggle is my experience. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers as to like, how do you get more opportunity and more money? But my experience over the last like four years has been like the less negative attention you put on it, the more it will flow. Well, so how do you walk the line between making negative attention and honoring the fact that a catastrophic illness yes. might happen and how do you prepare how well, do you preparing is, is by hiring you know my husband and I have a, a bit of a like a hippy dippy sense about energy and stuff like stuff around um negative and positive energy but we've we're also pretty smart and so and have had experiences of like that we don't want to experience again so we hire people we open gic's i have high interest savings accounts i have i have things set aside i'm incorporated um i put aside money every month for my taxes i do things that as an artist i wouldn't know how to do and that's because i made somebody teach me how to do it i made somebody teach me how to do it teach me how to do it yes Made somebody, t yeah, that's right. I don't know why that sounded so no, wrong. You got in my that head. right. Um, you got it right. Uh, and that's that's how. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are willing to teach about money. Um, I think I never wanted to learn about it because it was so scary and I was so fucked. And when you're so fucked, you're scared of learning how to get out of it because it seems impossible. So I never wanted to learn. The funny thing is that education can actually give you a better pathway out of your fear and anxiety. And so once I started to learn where my money was going, I stopped panicking about the future because I was like, okay, I have this in place, this. They won't solve everything forever, but they do give you having some um, knowledge about money. Um, it gives me some peace of mind. So what do you think money is for? Like, how do you spend your money? <clears throat> Um, okay, so, like, frivolous stuff? Or no, I just mean in general. What is well, money for? Like, if you ask my most primal, deepest part of me... Yeah. Um, okay, wait. There's two parts of me that have an answer with this question. Yeah. I'll answer it first then, shall I? Yes. The, the primal fear is money is for safety, and mm -hmm. there can never be enough of it. I will never oh. have enough money to feel safe, but I need to keep getting more and more and more and more and more because at some point I will have enough to be okay. Oh. The lighter, higher part of me that I move towards mm -hmm. is, they say money doesn't buy you happiness, but for me, I believe money is to 
by experiences that will make me happy, that, mm. from which I can derive joy, either because they give joy to someone else, they create an experience in my life I will never be able to duplicate, um, I can make a change in this world that I would like to see change. So that's what I st- that's what I move towards because yep. just my own brain, as you well know, is always programmed recognizing way. the fear, saying that's the old, deep, primal ooze voice that still thinks it has a say in how I live yes. my life. I hear you. I love you. I acknowledge you. You don't work for me anymore. I'm going to move on. So I will spend money on everything from a really comfortable pair of cute shoes mm-hmm. to a vacation for everyone I love at Disneyland because they're both experiences. Right. But at the same time, I need to be able to look at my bank account and be like, yeah, I could not work for six months and still have a place to live. Mm. For me, the 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 lower vibration of money is um, panic and um, the a lack of future. Um, thinking about being old and not having money because who's how can you work when you're old, you know? Um, I don't know yet. Trust me, you can't. <laughs> My parents have tried. But um, but the higher vibration, I don't actually think about it. I rarely know how much money is in my bank account. I just know that there's enough. I don't I have all of my money goes into a corporate account. So if I want to look at how much is there, I can, but I don't. I pay myself a small salary which covers both of my rents. Um I don't really think about it. I think about now, I think about negotiations, but for me that the money's of no consequence. For me it's always just like who's who's trying to who's who's winning. <laughs> you know. Um I want to be compensated for my value mm-hmm. enough so that I can continue to offer what people believe has worth. I also oh. am fascinated with like other people's money. I really, huh. again, I'm getting for somebody who is kind of like, I don't have anything to say. I'm getting some brutal truths out. Mm-hmm. I think in my dark self that I have the right to uh, be the arbiter of other people's money and whether or not they should be spending it on that or not. I can look at someone and be like, that's frivolous. Well, it wasn't my fucking money, so it's not my fucking experience. So who am I to judge what they're spending what their money on? What do you think on? that's about? I'm fascinated with other people's money because I'm trying to make sense of my own relationship and spot in this world. And, like, if somebody else spends money, let's just take an extreme example yeah. of something I'm yeah, willing yeah. to admit I think is a fucking frivolous waste of money. Oh, I, hope I think it's not it is a fucking frivolous waste of money to spend exorbitant amounts of cash to go shoot an endangered animal. Oh, I think yes. that is fucking bullshit. So I look at the person who does that, and I feel justified in my judgment of them. I feel justified in my experience of their experience, and fuck those I know I'm having a relationship with someone I have never met based purely on their use of money. I feel like that your experience of what they are doing with their money is not about the money. Uh, but but to me, it partly is. Is it? Okay. It's really like, like, would I feel the same way if somebody snuck in and shot an endangered animal? I wouldn't. I'd still not like them. Right. I'd still be like, what the 
you're an asshole, but somebody who felt entitled to the life of an endangered creature simply because they had money makes me feel crazy. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and it's the same thing that I had to work out with someone on the opposite end of the spectrum who's standing outside and asking for spare change. I go, my, my, my brain wants to judge their experience. And I very purposely, like I remember a long time ago, this is when I made the switch with this. I gave someone a dollar and they're like, they're only going to use it for drugs. It's like, I don't fucking care what they use it for. That's not my judgment mm. to make. If I give the dollar away... It's not mine anymore. It's not mine anymore. It's out of my energy. It's, yeah. it's, 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 that's not I'm my the same call. Way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm easier, but I still notice my tendency to be like, well, those are awful nice shoes for you to be wearing while you're standing there asking me for, oh, whoa! Sure, 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 sure. That, my brain thinks I get to judge a human being based on their choices about their money. Yeah, but that's, I feel like that's different because you are then giving them your money. If somebody, if you are going to judge somebody who's spending their money, I think those are, for me, they would be two different, because I don't feel, I feel like I do the same thing. It's like if somebody's asking for money, I will go, do they need this more than the next person that's going to ask? Because then I won't have it for the next person. I do do that. I do judge people but that's only when they're asking for my money. But it's all their experience with money. Like it's it's across the board. Yeah. I'm 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 putting my expectations and priorities and morals yes. on how another person deals with money. Yeah. Be it how they spend it or how they obtain it. Yeah. You know, I I I work very hard thanks to the fandom and feminism and opening my mind to um, to change how I view earning money yeah. and women earning money and a woman's right to earn money in a way that empowers her however that feels to her. Right. Whereas it used to be like the phrase, you just got to keep your daughter off the pole, made sense to me, right? Hmm. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. My daughter gets to do whatever she wants if it makes her feel good about how she's receiving money. But that, again, how you earn money as a woman was a part of my brain that I felt I had the right to judge. Well, because I feel like equality in pay for women is is a new discussion. Um, or a, or a louder discussion, let's say that. Um, and how do you feel about equality in pay as someone whose experience with money is mo- is more that you want to have enough to feel safe rather than necessarily, um, you know, being competitive in business or, or I don't know, yeah. equal? I feel about it the same way I do about bartering when Mm -hmm. I am in a situation where I have to barter. If I'm either making enough to be happy or paying enough that I'm willing to pay, I don't I don't care. Right. Like somebody else is making five times what I'm making. Am I still making enough to be happy? Yeah. Then what the fuck do I care? Mm -hmm. Um, Do I have to be really honest about how much I need to make to be happy? Mm. Yes, I do. Because part of the answer to that question is, will you still be happy if you find out, you know, dude bro over there is making five times what you are? That's my question. Yeah. 
Um, and there are some numbers I've found that the answer is actually no, no, I won't be happy when I found out you're p- paying that guy three times and what I, I'm making. I think that that's okay. I think that that's that's worth. I think that it's okay for money to, in some ways, equate worth. And I think that that's the conversation um, with women uh, and equality of pay right now, I think. I don't really know. But I'm the same way where I'm like, I will negotiate to a certain point and then I'll do the same thing where I go, I can't fight this battle anymore. I'm putting too much energy into this. Yeah. I'm putting my energy elsewhere. And then it all just dissipates into what it's going to be anyway. Um, okay. So what is um, your favorite frivolous thing to spend money on now frivolous i don't frivolous can be justified. Oh, oh. i justify frivolous things all the time for me i think i spend the most money in my life on skincare <laughs> i'm going to get my face lasered to get a micro needle to like you know get the creams from france like it is insane the things i will do the tools i will buy i just want a new to like an electric tool that's supposed to tone was it the rose quartz i have a rose quartz roller it's a roller (laughs) it's a dildo it's a dildo well nobody's gonna have fun with that dildo face dildo smaller than my pinky i grew up in a household that was very much you do not pay other people to do something yes that you can learn how to do yourself. I have pictures of my mother digging uh, trenches to redo the sprinkler system. For sure. Change your own oil. Yes. Did the, I remember when we had to move all the furniture to have someone else come in and resurface the floors, the hardwood floors, and I was just like, wait, someone else is going to do something? So for me, given the fact that I work sporadically and my husband also works very sporadically, and we only have one child, I spend money on a house cleaner. Oh, yeah. I love her deeply. Mm-hmm. She comes and just does bathrooms and floors. But to me, that is so utterly frivolous. Yeah. Because I could do that. It is Just a fucking true don't sleep an extra yeah. hour. Just w- what kind of bougie ass wipe. But, A- it makes me deliriously happy mm-hmm. when I walk in a room and don't have to vacuum. Like, yeah. it makes me so anxious to see something yeah. that I know I'm not going to do right now because I got 12 other things to do. So it's just going to—so that toothpaste is going to sit on the fucking mirror yeah. for another three days yeah. until I get my ass around to grabbing the Windex. And also, I'm actually helping somebody in Mexico— where my husband is from and his family, he grew up with a housekeeper. Everybody in Mexico has housekeepers. And it's certainly not because everybody's rich. It's because it is their responsibility to, they feel it is their responsibility to care for and assist people who have been abandoned by their government. You know what I mean? Mm. Like these are people who live off the grid. They they make only cash. And so he's known his housekeeper since he was a tiny little boy like he comes back from mexico she makes tortillas we always have like the freezer full of tortillas that she makes and she is yeah a true member of the family um but i remember seeing that going that's so strange and i felt so uncomfortable um and you know what really helped me with this this is a very funny thing is downtown abbey (laughs) 
myself. Have you ever well, seen that show? I, I know of it. But it was it was a huge discussion because there was, as the years went by during an era when everybody had, you know, helpers, um, you know, staff, staff. Uh, there was soon to be people who were doctors and lawyers who didn't have staff and they felt that, oh, I don't, please, you know, you're disrespecting yourself by putting my coat on. And, you know, the butler would be offended because he's like, I have given my life to this service. When I had a tip discussion with a woman who did my nails when Mm -hmm. I was in New Zealand, Mm -hmm. she said that when you tip me, it's insulting because you're assuming I'm only doing this for money. Uh... And I said, oh, that's interesting. So now what I do with my daughter is I teach her there are times that it is appropriate to say thank you with money. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying someone. We're not paying somebody extra. It's not a it's not a status thing. This is an appropriate way. Sometimes it's appropriate to say thank you with gifts. Sometimes it's appropriate to say thank you with a hug. Sometimes it's appropriate to say thank you with money. And in this environment, that's that. So she said no to the tip? Um, no, we discussed it beforehand. Because then what I said was, okay, huh. where I'm coming from is... I am, it is a gratuity. I am expressing gratitude. Yeah. So this is actually a blessing you give me by allowing me to give this to you. I am allowing, I'm flowing gratitude. So I'm not paying you. It's not money that I'm giving you. The money is symbolic of my gratitude for the care you have taken with me. And she was like, oh, okay. Um, wait, the, oh, so back to, uh, frivolous. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What's one thing that you wish you spent money on that you can't get yourself to do? Okay. That's a harder one oh. to come off the top of my head. What I do have, you have a babysitter. Oh, because it's, because there's so many other things tied to it. Ooh, I get, oh, I get, I yeah. get, I get caught up just talking for about sure. it because like, like my daughter is worth the world. Yeah. But a person that I would trust to leave her with is going to tack $100 onto a night with my husband. Mm -hmm. We don't, we, we don't, she goes to school. We see each other. We have like, we have grown up Mm -hmm. sex, which Mm -hmm. is for those of you who don't know, grown up sex is no foreplay. Just get in, get it done, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Works, got it done, get out. Um, But, uh, but I wish sometimes, and I don't know what my block is around it. Huh. I, maybe it's my own worth. Maybe it's my fear that nobody else can take care of her. That sounds like it. Maybe it's that she gets upset. I, yeah. I don't know. There's so, but I wish that I would just fucking drop an extra hundred dollars. I feel like there's more than just money involved yeah. in that. But that's the but that's the thing that I always use as the excuse. Yeah. What do I wish I would spend money on? Um. You know what? Vacations. Oh. We never ever go on vacations we never have the only time jose and i have been on like a vacation was if if it's around work i didn't travel when i was young right so we would only my parents would take us camping um and now I don't know how to camp anymore. So that we, doesn't sound like a vacation. To I know. Me. I know. That's not I a, think I was. I, mean, I would have liked it more like likes when I was younger. Camp, I but Ugh. I like the idea of it. I'd I'd rather be at a cottage. I think. Yeah. Um, we've planned. I, we bought concert tickets to a show in Toronto in July. 
so we're now going to go to Toronto in July. And as it'll be less of a vacation and more we're there to visit friends because we, we used to live there. Um, but it, it will be the first time I think the three of us have booked a trip that's not to visit family or around a convention. Yeah. What's something that you spent money on that you regret uh, at some point in your life? Um, is there anything you bought that you wish you hadn't bought? Like, like I for, mean, dumb stuff like jeans. Like I've bought four pairs of jeans as I've been here from the same store because I keep looking for like the exact fit I want and none of them's the exact fit I want. So I keep buying, you know, jeans and you're like, why don't you just keep shopping around until you find the jeans you love? Oh, and then dude, buy them. my, I know it doesn't look like it because we're in my closet and so take it with a grain of salt, but I started only buying things that I wanted to wear right then mm, as opposed to, oh, if I put it with this shirt or if I do this or mm. if I try this or with this belt, it might. If I didn't want to wear it out of the store, mm. I don't buy it anymore. Smart. That's smart. Um, and it's not – it means that I haven't bought a lot of new clothes recently, mm. but I'm not working right now, so yeah. yay. I went shopping yesterday, and I was like, oh, wow, I have not been shopping in such a long time. I used to do it all the time because I used to feel this need to always have different outfits for the conventions. And you know what? I'm too tired. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's so much work yeah. to have new outfits for the conventions all the time. Um yeah. So sorry if you guys have repeats, photos Meh. that look like repeats. I have bangs now. That yeah. will change everything. There we go. That's how we know it is. Um, when I yeah. worked on The Sweet Life, we did our taxes, and at the end of the year, the our accountant was like, you have to spend some money fast. So we bought a Lexus SUV, hybrid, because I was like, we're not getting an SUV unless it's a hybrid. It was for my husband. Okay. And I regretted Every single moment. Like of nothing that about car. that felt good. Nothing about that car felt good. When I drove it, I was worried. Um, it was too big. It made me drive like an asshole. It made me have a lot more sympathy for Lexus drivers who drive like an asshole. I'm like, oh, you just couldn't see me. It isn't because that you cut so me big. off. I don't know anything about was, cars. It was big. It was. It made me feel apologetic. Like, I remember pulling into a parking space for one day sure. when I drove it, and somebody was like, oh, I didn't know you were a baller. And I'm like, I'm not. I grew up in Southeast totally. Portland. I'm I am weird about that. It's another thing with money. It's like, okay, this is another thing. Sorry to interrupt. No, go. Um, since I started making money, I have not felt the responsibility, but the strong desire, the joy of spending money on other people. But I somehow got it in my brain. I can't remember how. I can't remember if this was like made up or it was an experience that I had long ago. That perhaps I was offending people because it looked like I was being showy with my money. Oh. And nobody has ever said this to me. So I don't know why I got in my mind, but I suddenly became insecure that um, I was appearing showy. And I think if anything, that might be because I'm so new to money. There was, I was at a group dinner recently, and one person, and I don't usually go out with this group for mm -hmm. the group dinner, and uh, one person wanted to pick up the check. And everybody immediately started like, no, everybody's protesting. And I was like, look, guys, I'm, I'm out to dinner with you, so you're stuck with the feels conversation. I was like, you, why do you want to pick up the check? Why do you want to pick up the check? And he said, because I love you all, and I want to do this for you. And I was like, okay, so do you see that when you throw money at him, you're rejecting his love? And everybody was like, oh, fuck. And everybody kind of like started taking their money back. But it was, it's that 
dance of no, 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 I couldn't. Yes, I could. Oh, yes, I could. Like, yeah. like that conversation is funny to me. I never fall for that. I'm always like, thanks, man. Thank you. That's the other like like money really has forced me to be honest. Yeah. Am I willing to put money behind a cause? Am I willing to ask people for money for a cause? Mm-hmm. Like money has forced me because in the past, if I'm like, I'll pay for dinner, waiting for everybody to be like, no, 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 I'll pay. And so I'm just like, yeah, well, sucks to be you. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I I went out, this was, you know, a while ago. It was probably a year ago now. I went out with a large group of girlfriends. It was right before I was coming to L.A. to record the album. And there were girls that I'm very tight with, but don't see that often. We all worked in the trenches at the restaurants together. And um, so when we go out, we, like, go out. We have, like, fucking aperitifs and uh, charcuteries and sparkling and then I understood the word sparkling. Yeah. But I'm sure the other two words are really fancy. I mean, I don't know any more words anymore. I used to. But... (laughs) um, I was able to pay. For Wait, the a moose bouche. I know a moose bouche too. Bush, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I paid for the whole tab and it was like a fun surprise. And like one of my girlfriends literally started weeping. And I think it was not because she was like, oh, you've saved me because I had, didn't have the money or yeah. whatever. It was this moment of going, she saw my trajectory with money. She, she knew me when I was fucked working a food cart didn't know how I was going to pay rent to at that time, you know, was about to have my own TV show air, you know, and she was so happy for me and grateful, but she was genuinely just like, she was very happy for me. And that made me feel more grateful. So I feel like if there's anything we can take away from this conversation, it's that Maybe we should be more grateful for what we do have and be less panicky about money, which would in turn, I think, make us smarter about money. What I need to work on is my own sense of worth and safety Mm -hmm. and detach that from money. From an external opportunity. Money is not an indication of my worth or my value. No. Or my safety, quite Mm -mm. frankly. There's a lot of value people in this world who don't make their value in money. Yeah. But they're still valuable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Thank you, Brianna Buckmaster. Thank you, Kim Rhodes. (laughs) 